0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're looking at the fragile recovery in the travel and hospitality sector. This week was March break in much of North America. The signs of recovery are starting to show. This is clear from both anecdotal reports as well as from the hotel analytics firm, STR Global. STR issues a weekly report on the health of the hotel industry, which can be viewed on the data insights portion of their website. The leisure and hospitality sector added 35,700 jobs in February, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Hotel occupancy for the first week of March was 49%. That's a 20-week high. More travelers are starting to fly again. Passenger volumes are 40 to 50% below pre-pandemic levels. But airports had their busiest weekend in a year, according to the TSA. Nearly 1.36 million people passed through airport security checkpoints on Friday. That's an improvement over a short time ago when flight volumes were down 91% compared with pre-pandemic levels. The increased willingness to travel comes down to a number of factors. Number one, falling case counts across the nation. Number two, increasing number of people are being vaccinated. Number three, not to be overlooked, fatigue with the whole pandemic. And number four, some states, despite whether you think it's right or not, have opened up their economies. For the third consecutive week, Texas saw occupancy achieve a pandemic high of 59.4% in their hotels, with all markets except San Antonio seeing week-over-week gains. Weekend occupancy in Texas surpassed 71%, the first time in a year. And weekend occupancy in Fort Worth and Arlington was above 82%. Weekday occupancy through much of Texas improved, but remained in the mid 50s. Those are much improved numbers compared with only a few months ago. Overall, occupancies recovered to 70% of pre-pandemic levels. In RevPAR, that's revenue per available room has recovered about 55% of pre-pandemic levels. One hotel that we monitor closely is the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino in Lake Charles, Louisiana. One of the reasons is, of course, we travel there often, and one of our team members attempted to book a room this week at this 1,100-run property and found there was no vacancy midweek. Even in our own portfolio of short-term rentals, we're seeing climbing occupancy. Throughout ski season, we experienced occupancy of close to 90%. We're seeing longer-term reservations and rising nightly rates. All of this seems positive for the upcoming summer season, but we don't believe that occupancy levels and revenues will return to pre-pandemic levels until international travel returns in a big way. Many countries have still closed their borders and many are grappling with the whole question of whether to implement vaccine passports. While none have truly implemented this yet, we've yet to see how international travel is going to be held back by rates of vaccination. There's obviously ethical questions about whether restricting travel based on vaccine status is an infringement of human rights, and no doubt there will be legal challenges on this question. We're starting to see capital transactions happening in the hotel business. The badly battered industry is stirring to life, roused by hotel owners and investors betting the bookings will pick up when the vaccines become widespread, and more Americans itch to travel again. The past year was by many measures the worst in the industry marked by employee layoffs, plummeting occupancy rates, and the evaporation of most business travel. Earlier this week, the Blackstone Group and Starwood Capital said that they had teamed up to buy Extended Stay America for $6 billion. Extended Stay is a mid-price, independent hotel chain that focuses on lodging for guests intending to stay weeks or longer. They offer full kitchen facilities and more space than a typical hotel room. During the pandemic, its rooms and suites attracted essential workers, healthcare professionals, and others who needed to travel. That business helped Extended Stay achieve a 74% occupancy rate last year when occupancy rates industry-wide were running below 45%. This says that the inclusion of a full kitchen has made these properties a more desirable product in the market. It also mirrors the experience we've had in our own portfolio of short-term rentals that also happen to be located in a hotel property with rich amenities. Blackstone are experts in the hotel business. They're a savvy buyer. They used to own Hilton Hotels from 2007 to 2018. They bought Hilton at the peak of the market, and within months of that investment, they were deep underwater. Through hands-on management, rolling up their sleeves, they learned the hotel business. And by the time they turned it around, Blackstone turned a catastrophic loss into a $14 billion gain. This was a savvy purchase. The market should be paying attention right now. I predict this is not the last move that Blackstone's gonna make in the hotel industry. They might make further acquisitions. They might reposition the brand. They might use Extended Stay America as a launch point to purchase distressed assets that can complement and be added to the existing portfolio. I think anyone who has an interest in understanding what's happening in the hotel industry should study this acquisition very carefully. There's gonna be a lot of powerful lessons buried in that acquisition. Notice that they didn't just go out and buy a bunch of distressed assets they purchased a strong player in the industry as their very first acquisition. And I believe that's going to be a very effective launch point for further acquisitions. So as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.